The Adam Crowley Show. He did a couple of annoying radio-y, hot takey things that I wouldn't have done where he goes, go ahead and tell me why you don't think what Tom Wilson did was illegal and I'll tell you why you're wrong. Explain what you think and then I'll tell you why you're wrong. On ESPN Pittsburgh. Okay, tough guy. The Major League Baseball ratings came out. Number one was St. Louis. Shocker. Number six was Pittsburgh. What the hell is wrong with you people? I wasn't going to talk about the Pirates at all on today's show. But now I'm going to. I'm going to ask the question again. How dumb are you people? The Pirates stink. They don't have a promising future. The owner sucks. The manager's putting in Jordan Luplo instead of Austin Meadows. And we're just going to keep on watching them as if they're a contending baseball team? I can respect loyalty. Loyalty's a big thing where I'm from. Us Mount Lebo boys, we got to stick together. We got to make sure we got each other's backs. So I get that. I buy into that to an extent, to a point. If I had a wife or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, it's 2018, and they cheat on me over and over again, and then they come crawling back, I'm not going to let them get back in my bed. I'm not going to let it happen. It's just not who I am. Pittsburgh, you let the Pirates crawl back in your bed. Again, yeah, you're not going to games, but you're watching. You're a bunch of idiots. You found the Crowley Show, where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to call. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter at underscore Adam Crowley. Seriously, what are you people excited about? Why are you watching this baseball team? Please call me. I just gave the number. I want to know why, if you are watching, you are watching. Is it because there's nothing else to do in this town? I don't buy that in summertime. We got three rivers. Not one. I'm like LeBron James now. Not two, but three stankin' rivers. We got all kind of new breweries popping up all over the place. We got three rivers. Beautiful skyline. You got Mount Washington. There's a lot of stuff you could be doing instead of watching this sorry-ass baseball team. And I don't want to keep harping on Clint Hurdle because he is not the big problem. But boy, that guy gots to go, too. He gots to go. He led the Pirates to the greatest three-year period I've ever seen in my entire life. And that means something. I'll always like and respect Clint Hurdle. But you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, and now, to me, he's part of the problem. He's not the whole problem, but he's part of the problem. I know the Pirates won yesterday, although nobody saw it because it was on Facebook, and nobody was at the game. But not having Austin Meadows in the lineup and putting Jordan Luplo in there instead because you want to get him some time is just bass backwards management. It's not the way that things should be done. Austin Meadows hadn't played more than a game in five or six. He comes in, pinch hits in the sixth inning two games ago, gets a hit, and you reward him how? 
by sticking Jordan Luplo's dumb ass in the lineup. So, Hurdle, you're gone. In my mind. But Pirates fans, what is there to be excited about? What is there to get your blood pumping? What makes you excited to be watching this baseball team at a clip of sixth best in Major League Baseball? Man, they don't got a future, and I ain't kidding about that. Gregory Polanco is what Gregory Polanco is. He's going to suck for a month and then be great for a month. That's what he does. And Pirates fans get all jazzed when he's hitting bombs. Look at his power. Look at that stroke. He looks like Daryl Strawberry. And then he's striking out. He'll go 0 for 36, and y'all want to ship him off to sea. He is what he is. He's that. Starley Marte, really good player. Also, doesn't take his head out of his ass. Doesn't think of the base paths. Doesn't think in terms of throwing to the cutoff guy. Doesn't think when he's sliding around the outfield. Where's the future? Is it Austin Meadows? We don't know that. His batting average is on a steady decline. His power is nowhere near where his power was whenever he got to the major leagues. It's more in line with what he was doing in the minors. Do we get excited about Jamison Tyone anymore? I know that Trevor Williams pitched a really good ball game yesterday, but... How excited about him can we really get? Oh, he's great to follow on social media. Fabulous. So is Chad Ochocinco. I suggest following him and abandoning the Pirates. Josh Bell. Oh, he's your savior. He's going to play first base. He's the guy. He's the future. Sure, maybe it's a sophomore slump, but maybe this is who he is. Cervelli's going to be gone. If they ship everyone out, Who's coming back in return? That's a big question. Maybe you get excited about those guys. But the farm system right now is okay. It's ranked 15th in Major League Baseball, according to Baseball America. They're pretty spot on with what they're doing. They know what they be talking about. And the Pirates haven't done a good enough job of getting enough high-end prospects. And the ones that they do have and do bring through the pipeline don't wind up performing up to the level of expectations. Again, Gregory Polanco was supposed to be someone. And I don't need to hear the Sabermetrics people say, well, he's got an 800 OPS and his WRC Plus is this, that, the other. Watch the guy play. At the end of the season, it all averages out to him looking like a pretty darn good ball player, but in the midst of his struggles, you can't beat anyone when one of your outfielders is going 0 for 36 in a seven-game span. It's a lot of at-bats for seven games in a 15-game span. You can't win. He's also the worst right fielder I've ever seen. I've ever seen. I am only half joking when I say, give me a glove. I'm only half joking. Give me a glove. Give me one of them big outfielder gloves with a giant ass webbing. Let me run out there. And I've got a shot. Yo, I played softball in college. A little intramural action. I could shag a fly. I could run down a ball. What is to be excited about? I could have gone the other way here and waxed poetic about what great fans the city of Pittsburgh has. This is not a baseball town. Well, yes, it is, my friend. But when you consistently watch a bad baseball team, the first thing I think of isn't loyalty. It's stupidity. It's you having the wool pulled over your eyes. Man, attendance is down. And I guess that does hurt the Pirates' bottom line. In fact, I know it hurts the Pirates' bottom line. 
But now you're giving the Pirates all kind of ammunition when they walk in there with AT&T Root Sportsnet and want to negotiate the next contract. Well, here's the deal. We're sixth in Major League Baseball, and we're ass. Imagine what we'll do if we're not ass. They've got all the leverage. Now, there's only one damn outlet in town that could cover them anyhow, but the Pirates walk in there and they say, we stink and we've still got these six best ratings. You think you're hurting this baseball team by not showing up. You think you hurt ownership by not showing up. And I've been leading that for a while now. It's the Pirates mutiny. Arg, don't go to games. But if eyeballs are still watching this baseball team, if they're still seeing that Jolly Roger get raised every so once in a while when it does get raised... Man, you're giving the Pirates what they need. And you justify the way that they do business. That's what kills me the most. I can sit here and I can spew nonsense about how the Pirates suck, and you all know that. But you buy in. The Pirates haven't rebuilt the way that you need to rebuild when you're a small market team. Kansas City's feeling it right now. They won a World Series. They went to another one. And guess what? They stink. They're 40 games under 500. They are horrendous. But that's the way to do business. You go all in, you try to win when you've got the opportunity, and then you're going to stink for a while. The Florida Marlins do it all the time. Josh Beckett, thank you. Really appreciate doing business. Thanks for winning us that World Series. That's a nice MVP you got there, pal. See ya. Miguel Cabrera. Great damn young player. Nice to see you. Thanks for helping us win. Goodbye. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. It's how you do business if you're a small market team. And I know that they in Miami bitch about that all the time, but there are realities to Major League Baseball. And the realities are the Pirates are have-nots, and there are a lot of haves out there, and you're never going to bridge that gap. But what you can do is you can go all in for the right opportunity. The Indians went all in for the right opportunity. The Pirates, though, they sit around with their thumbs up their behinds, and they say, we're going to be average. And you know why they say they're going to be average? Because of this right here. Because of sixth in Major League Baseball and TV ratings. Because if they do just enough to keep you entertained for long enough, it's going to pay them out on the back end. They say that they want to be mediocre because they can catch lightning in a bottle at some point. They say they want to be mediocre because it keeps the window open longer. And if a prospect comes up who is a star, he can then help the team take off. Or you've got a starter that performs over his head. Then you can take off. They say these things. But those are lies. They're not saying those things so that the window stays open longer, so that they can win more often. No, no, no. They say these things. But behind closed doors, they're laughing their behinds off because they're just staying relevant enough for you to watch. And by God, if you're not. St. Louis, Cleveland, Boston, Milwaukee. That's the top four. St. Louis is always worth watching. Cleveland, of late, worth watching. Boston, always worth watching. Milwaukee, guess what they did this offseason? What did they do? Oh, hey. Let's sign a couple of guys. You know what they have right now, Pittsburgh? You know what they have? You know why they're worth watching? They got the best record in the damn National League. 
Because they went for it. Last year surprised, then they went for it. After the Pirates surprised, they didn't go for it. They said, see you, Pedro. Let's bring in friggin' Ryan Vogelsong. See you, Neil Walker. Let's bring in Jonathan Neese. That's how they went for it. And then at the deadline, they bring in Jay Happ, who's turned into a delightful pitcher, and he was maybe the best pitcher in baseball that second half, but that was even an accident. Like, you go out and you get Price, that's great. You go out and you get Jay Happ, that's an accident. You don't know he's going to be that good. This Pirates administration gets patted on the back more than any administration in baseball for three years where they didn't win Jack. Three years, they don't win Jack. They go to three wild card games, make it to one legit series, and we bow down to the tune of sixth in Major League Baseball and TV ratings? For that? For what? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? We got Jerome in here today. He's a Cleveland Indians fan. I'm an Indians fan now, too. I didn't bring my ball cap. He's going to have to walk his hat in here. Because I'm sick and tired of this baseball team pulling the wool over your eyes, and then all y'all buying it. I guess now that I think about it, I really shouldn't be that upset at them. Because they're kind of smart. Because they know you'll fall for it, then you do. Jesus. Bleeping, tap dancing bleep. People. Well, look, attendance is down. We're boycotting nothing. No, you ain't. How the hell is Tim Williams' sight failing? What the hell happened to Tim Williams' sight? How did this happen? That's the question for the rest of the show. Well, the interest is down. Nobody's going to the games. My left nut. Sixth in Major League Baseball. And you know they don't have any teams on the ma- any players on the Major League team, so shouldn't they be reading about prospects? Boy, there's a lot I wanted to get to on today's show, and still will. None of that did I write out prior to the program. Just happened to see the Pirates' ratings slide across my desk before this thing even got started. Willie Colon says the Steelers are the team to beat in the AFC. Boy, he's unlucky that he said that on the day that the Pirates' attendance got announced, or TV ratings got announced, because now I'm going to torch his ass. Willie! Willie... Willie, Steelers played the Jags twice last year, and they lost by a combined score of 75-51. to 51. When's the last time they beat the Patriots? 2011. Oh, boy. Yeah, they're the team to beat. So we'll get into Willie Colon. We got Mark Caboli coming up at 5 o'clock. I did have one note on the Pirates. If they're going to blow it up, they should just blow it up. Marte, Polanco, Cervelli, Vasquez, everybody. Everybody. Get them all out. Maybe you could bring in some legitimate prospects. Coming up next, I'm sure I've got more to say about the Pirates. But I'll take on Willie Colon. I'm coming after you, big boy. It's a Crowley Show. Discovered DazzleMe.com. It's a totally addictive new jewelry site with big name luxury brands. And you know which ones I'm talking about. Unique designers that you can't find anywhere else, all at a fraction of the price. I'm going back on DazzleMe.com tonight. Sixth. 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 How the hell are they sixth? Uh. How the hell are they sixth? I, you know what? Maybe just no one's watching baseball. That might be it. Yeah, you think maybe maybe, like Nutting and his other businesses like make everybody turn their TV on to it just to get the ratings up? I can't hear anything you're saying. You can't hear anything. That's weird. I can't. The Adam Crowley Show. Axon.
Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. I made the analogy in segment number one that the Pirates are like that lover that just keeps cheating on you and you just keep going back. I got a tweet from Zach who says, "Uh, yesterday you're Facebook stalking your ex. Watching the Pirates on Facebook. God, that is the worst. That's the worst. I don't want to watch the Pirates anyway. I have to for my job. I have to keep up on them. And now it's on Facebook? Bet you we had the sixth highest Facebook ratings, too. Wool pulled over your eyes. And you don't care. You just like the smell. You might just like the smell. You like the way it makes your head feel nice and warm. <laughs> Tweet me at underscore Adam Crowley. I do want to know, Pirates fans, since you are apparently out there, when you blow it up, you just blow it up, right? Like, I know you got your Starling Marte jerseys, and I'm sure some of you have Gregory Polanco player tees or something, but you ship them out too, right? You got to do it right. Here's what's going to happen, though. Not that. That's not going to happen. They're going to keep those two. They're going to keep Meadows. And they're going to get rid of the, all the other spare parts. Like, David Freeze is going to be gone. You know that for sure. I bet you Cervelli gets moved. They're going to hold on to Josh Bell, I'd bet. I bet you Jordy Mercer goes. But the guys who might be able to bring you something aren't. Starling Marte could get a nice haul for. Starling Marte could be a good number 5 hitter on a good baseball team. Good number 6 hitter on a good baseball team. He could play the field damn well. And he's a good hitter. He's a far above average Major League Baseball player. He could net you something. And it's a pretty good contract. But they're not going to get rid of him. Because they're going to keep doing what they've been doing, which is just kick the can down the road. And you're going to watch, again, to the tune of the sixth best TV ratings in all of baseball. It's funny. You blindly follow them, the Pirates. You blindly Watch their baseball games, despite everything that they've done over the last 20-plus years. But you're not doing it so much for the Steelers now. I thought you might. I really thought you might. I tweeted out today, Willie Colon says the Steelers are the team to beat in the AFC. Do you agree? A lot of you said, yeah, they've got the most talent, but most of you came down where I am. Roethlisberger turned the ball over seven times last year against Jacksonville. In two games. Seven times, two games. I know I talk sports on the radio, so I'm an expert. That's what they call me, an expert. But you don't have to be an expert to know that turning the ball over seven times isn't good. And I think Jacksonville's good, not great. But how am I supposed to sit here and say that the Steelers are better than them? Maybe they're better against the rest of the league. They sure as bleep ain't better than them head-to-head. Not until they take care of them. The Jags got stomped. Or pardon me, the Jags stomped the Steelers in Pittsburgh the first time around. And then in the divisional round, sure the Steelers made a comeback, but that game was over before it started. 
Then there's this other team. Don't know if you've heard about them. They won the Super Bowl five times since 2001. They've gone to eight championships. They've gone to six straight AFC title games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It just, it's the Patriots. How in the world can anybody associated with the black and gold think that they're the team to beat when Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are still walking the sideline at Gillette Stadium? I had some jabroni hop in on Twitter.com, again, at underscore Adam Crowley, and say, well, Willie Colon was a Steeler, so he knows about the Steelers more than you do. Let's flip it this way. Willie Colon was a Steeler, so Willie Colon be wearing them black and gold glasses. This is not to say the Steelers can't win the AFC and ultimately the Super Bowl. They can. They're absolutely talented enough. One of the best rosters, if not the best roster, in the NFL. But they keep falling short. Jacksonville's offense stinks, but they were 5-for-5 in the red zone against the Steelers. Again, expert here talking to you, but you don't need to be an expert to know. You don't want the other team to go 5-for-5 in the red zone. Imagine if Todd Haley's teams went 5-for-5 in the red zone. Maybe the Steelers would beat Jacksonville, although they did go 3-for-3 in the playoff game. Bad example. The Patriots' defense isn't great. But they're good enough to get by with the offense that they have. And they're smart. They utilize that defense and all its limitations in a way that hides those limitations. Not only have the Steelers not proved themselves against the cream of the crop the last two years, they've got their own issues. They gave up 38 points to a bad Ravens offense. Remember that one. Joe Flacco is not the guy who won the Super Bowl. Joe Flacco now makes me snicker. Joe Flacco's replacement is in camp coming up in a couple of weeks with him. Joe Flacco is not good. And the rest of that offense is aged. Defense is good. Offense, not so much. Steelers gave up 38 points to them. They also gave up a bunch of points to Brett Hundley and the Packers. No, not Aaron Rodgers. Brett Hundley and the Packers. You know, that guy who went to UCLA and stunk up every other game before he played the Steelers. And again, they gave up a bunch of points to the Jags. The defense isn't something that I can have any modicum of confidence in at this point. Now, the AFC's weak. You've got the Patriots, you've got the Jags. People are in love with the Chargers and their roster, but they're underperforming even worse than the Steelers with the talent that they've got, so I'll believe that when I see that. But the Steelers' defense, they've got cracks. A lot of cracks. Good enough to still be the third best team in the AFC? Yeah. But they gave up a bunch of plays to the Lions right before the bye week. And then after that, they were giving up huge plays left and right. Chicago game wasn't good, but to me, that Lions game was the real turning point. And it got worse, obviously, when Ryan Shazier was lost. Maybe John Bostic and that cast of safety linebacker hybrids will make a big difference this year, but I can't say that I know for sure that they will. Now, they do have a bunch of pedigree on that side of the ball. Hayward, two at Hargrave, first, second, third round picks. Watt, Bud, first rounders. Burns, Hayden, first rounders. Hilton, one of the best slot guys in the league last year, according to, wait for it, Pro Football Focus. So you know that ain't wrong. Sutton's a third round guy. Davis is a second round guy. Morgan Burnett's a very good player. They have dudes, but they didn't put it together enough last year. 
Now, while I do appreciate the assertion that this team is talented enough to be the team to beat, I just can't say that I buy into it right now. I've watched the Steelers play second fiddle to the Patriots since I've been old enough to know what I'm watching. The first time I was ever really cognizant of what was going on in the football field was 2001 when Cordell Stewart and the Steelers and really the special teams lost to the New England Patriots. So since that point, I've been engaged in rabid about these Pittsburgh Steelers. The Patriots are always there, man. They're always there. It's like Capitals fans watching them lose over and 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 over. Is that nine times? To the Penguins. Now, this year, sure, the script flipped. But I wouldn't have bet on it at the time. So I'm not going to bet on the Steelers now. Now, Willie Colon is on national broadcast, and he's a national analyst, and sometimes they get all wrapped up in conversations about talent and this and that. But for people who know the team and are around the team all the time, they see the real concerns. To name a few, what if Marcus Gilbert's not healthy this year? They don't have Hubbard. What if Le'Veon Bell gets out to a slow start again? Can they survive it the way that they did last year? Can James Washington, who is short and not a burner, get open down the field in the NFL? Look, I saw him towards the West Virginia defense, but remember how I said I could play right field instead of Gregory Polanco? I think I could throw for 250 against the West Virginia defense. I think I could throw for 400 against last year's pit defense. Will Vance McDonald stay healthy? Do they have a true free safety? Can John Bostic and Vince Williams be good enough on the inside? They went 8-2 and two in one-score games last year. The ball bounces differently. They could have been 6-4. and four. Then they're 11-5. and five. Then they're not playing a home game with a bye. Can Burns finally play up to expectations? Can Bud Dupree? Can Stephon Tewitt finally take that next step from good to great? This team has a lot of question marks. Offensively, they should be dynamic. They should be. But we knew what Todd Haley was all about. What's Fickner going to bring to the table? It's an unknown. The Patriots and the Jags will have their flaws as well, but I know more than Cologne does about this roster and the holes that it has. Team to beat? In terms of talent? Sure. But like a Todd Haley offense, they haven't been able to finish the job in each of the last two years. 412-922-2874. Mr. Anderson. Hello. Hey, how's it going? I'm okay. What's on your mind, pal? Hey, I, I think we're going to turn this around. We can't go by last year. We got a, the, the the secondary is going to be revamped. The same Mike Mitchell's not here anymore. The same slow guys in the back. It, no one's going to go five for five anymore in our red zone. That's that's just not happening. Well, I will. Okay, so Mr. Anderson, you bring up a good point there. They're going to be better because they can't be worse at giving up the big play. I will buy into that. But does that mean that they're going to be then good enough to overcome the issues that they have against the Patriots and the problems that they've had against Jacksonville? I think some of those problems last year was on defense. And and, and like you said, New England's offense compensated for their weak defense. Uh, So did our offense. Our offense didn't change much from last year. Uh, we can only get better if we add James Washington, we add a couple other players. The offense is only going to get better. It's the defense that needed to step up. We're going to, our offense is going to be, uh, there's no Todd Haley. So I'm hoping <laughs> that the offense is going to open up a little bit more and the defense is going to make just enough changes for us to go 
back to the Super Bowl. I think we're going back to the Super Bowl this year. I agree. Hey, I appreciate the call, Mr. Anderson. You don't agree with me. I didn't say that they're going back to the Super Bowl. I think they might underachieve this year. What I heard a lot of there is a lot of hope. A lot of, I hope James Washington does this, or I hope that Randy Feetner is a better offensive coordinator than Todd Haley, or I hope that the guys that they have on the back end can't be worse than what they had last year. And I think I'll go far enough to say that I agree with that last point, that Morgan Burnett and company are better than Mike Mitchell and company. Mike Mitchell continuously played through injuries. Last year I thought was the worst year he played in Pittsburgh. You're going to be better. But how? Who's going to play free safety? We don't know the answer to that yet. Is it Sean Davis? If it is, I don't know if I've seen enough from him to know that he can do that. Is it Morgan Burnett? Probably not because that's not his skill set. Is it Cam Sutton? Do they slot him in? I don't know what they do with that position. And I continue to overlook Terrell Edmonds, but I looked at him coming out as a project, and he still is a project to me. Man, every year, year after year after year, since Dick LeBeau left, all I hear in the offseason, and sometimes I've been pedaling that bike, is that they're going to be better because they're getting older and they're understanding. But man, I said in the, this segment already, can you get what you're supposed to get out of Bud Dupree? Can you get what you're supposed to get out of Artie Burns? Can you get what you're supposed to get out of these first-round picks? Because if you can't, it's going to be more of the same. Man, Philadelphia... Their biggest flaw last year was that their quarterback got hurt. But their roster was so sound, they had so many good players skill position-wise, that line was mauling, and the defense was great that you could pull a quarterback out, and they're still Super Bowl caliber. So much so that they won the damn thing. You take Ben Roethlisberger off this team, uh uh-oh, let's look at the roster then. Let's evaluate the roster then. How are you feeling about that roster now? You're talking all about the defense because they need to keep the team in the game, and they can't because the quarterback's not putting up points. That's a great way to evaluate rosters. Pull the quarterback off, then tell me how good the roster is. The quarterback's obviously, obviously, I know, because I'm the expert. A huge deal. A huge deal. But if you pull the quarterback off, tell me how good you are. Tell me how good you could be. Like the Patriots, without Brady, what we've seen in the past, they're still pretty all right. 11-5 11-5 and five with Matt Castle, ooh. And who, really? The Eagles last year, backup quarterback. Minnesota going through their quarterback carousel. Good roster. Good roster. Good roster. Steelers, you slide in. Landry Jones, I've said in the past, I think they can win 10 games. Man, I don't know about that now. There's too many questions on the defense. And maybe they change the scheme up enough that it can work. But I said maybe again. It's maybe, 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 maybe on that side of the ball. Maybe they'll be good. Offense, I think they will be. But even the depth there is starting to scare me a little bit. Do you agree with Willie Colon? He says the Steelers are the team to beat in the AFC. 412-922-2874. Coming up next... If the Pirates are going to blow it up, they should just blow the damn thing up. It's Crowley Show. We know every fork in the trail leads to a new adventure. We know the great outdoors. We love the great outdoors. Make this summer last during family summer camp at Bass Pro Shops in Cabela's. Plus, get great deals on great gear, like select ladies' shorts and tops starting at under $15, and save 25% on all in-stock towable tubes. Go online to learn more. 
Bass Pro Shops and Cabela's. Your adventure starts here. Ah, oh, man. Oh, yeah? I'm fired up today, though. Yeah, you are. You definitely are. I just, I'm tired of looking at Tom's stupid face. Yeah, I thought you'd be down, because Tom's not here, but it's kind of invigor- invigorated you. Yeah. yeah I right. got takes. Yeah, you do. Maybe Take we it. should get less Tom, then. I'm in. Yeah? I don't need his ass around here. We can phase him out. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it'd be fine. Bring Jerome in. Yeah, Jerome's good people. I like him. Take us with you wherever you go. ESPN Pittsburgh is on the iHeartRadio app. Anywhere, anytime, and always free. ESPN Pittsburgh, an iHeartRadio station. The Adam Crowley Show. Hey, I'd like to place an order for pickup, please. What's that, sir? Can I place an order for pickup, please? Everything's done at the window, sir. At the window? Yes, sir. It's fast food service. That's funny. I thought the flyer's window closed. <laughs> Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. We need a Pittsburgh team to have success in the playoffs. That'd be nice. Because we need to do that again. The calling Pats and Geno stakes and just harassing them after oh. the Penguins knocked the Flyers out. That's what winning championships is all about. Yes, it winning is. Winning big games, getting to harass the enemy. We need it. We need it. And the Steelers last year did not hold up their end of the bargain. And the Penguins this year, they won one series, so we only got to do it once. Guess we're just going to have to wait for the Penguins again because it ain't happened for the Pirates. It could happen for the Steelers. But I'm a little bit more down on them right now than I was last year at this time. Last year at this time, I thought they were going to be real good. Last year at this time, I thought, okay, they can go 12-4, and 13-3. They can contend for the first or second seed in the AFC. And again, they can. But when you win as many close games as they did last year, usually, usually, you're in for a downturn. In one-score games, if you look across the history of the National Football League, it's about 50-50, whether you win or not. That's just the way it goes. The Steelers, last year, 8-2. Ten of their games were within one score. Close games. And they pulled them all out. Except for a couple. That's a mark of a good football team, sure. And Dale Lawley brought it up yesterday on the program. It's better to be that team that wins those games than the team that loses. It means you do know how to win. And I buy that. I do. But I also believe in a ball bouncing here or there, changing the outcome of those close games. They have no business playing down to the level of Cleveland. Cleveland's gone 1-31 the last two years. And the Steelers last year in the first game almost lost. If not for the special teams touchdown, they do lose. If not for Antonio Brown being a freak of nature, they lose. Now Antonio Brown is a freak of nature. They've got that on their side. But you lose that game. The Baltimore game easily could have been lost. Easily. The Green Bay game at home without Aaron Rodgers could have easily been lost. So I think they're a little bit more even this year in close games. I think it just works out that way. Historically, Steelers have been good in close games because they're a good franchise. But I do think they probably even out a little bit. And I see them going maybe 10-6, and 11-5. It'll be enough to win the division. Division's not good. Cincinnati could shock a couple of people this year. I believe that, but... I don't think that they're good enough to really push the Steelers for the division. And the Steelers could put all that behind them in the first month plus when they play the division five times. They don't play Cincinnati again until the last week of the season. But I think that there's too many question marks here for me to feel great about them. I bet you I go down to training camp and start 
drinking a Kool-Aid. I bet you I go to training camp and get immersed in it, and I think, you know what? These guys are going to be really stinking good. So I'm going to need you, Snowflakes. My listeners, my peeps, keep me in check. Remember Crowley on July 12th, what he's saying. Remember how he's not buying in hook, line, and sinker to these Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember that. Because if I start wavering at training camp, I'm going to need you to smack me upside the head. 412-922-2874. If the Pirates are going to blow it up, they should blow it up. Marte, Polanco, Cervelli, the dude from Tampa. Get them all out of there. Corey Dickerson. I just wanted to go Pittsburgh ease there for half a second. Get rid of all those guys. All of them. All of them. Freeze. Those ones, I think, are a given. You're going to get rid of the freezes of the world. You're going to try to move Jordy Mercer to a team that needs a decent shortstop. But I'm okay with moving Bell. I'm okay with moving Marte and Polanco. I want to see Marte and Polanco move. If you hold on to Bell, I get it. Because you still think he can have that upside He's still not old enough where you think, whoa, this guy's not panning out the way we thought he could. It's his second year in the majors. His second full year in the majors. So I would give him the benefit of the doubt and the Pirates the benefit of the doubt if they don't part with him. But if you can bring back a haul for that guy because somebody else sees a potential power bet they can bring in at first pace, I say you get it. I say make it happen. One more thing on the Bucks. <laughs> Oh, Clint Hurdle. Clint Hurdle. I wanted to love you, man. He talked about bonding a city with a baseball team, and he did that, and I guess they're still watching because the Pirates have the six-best TV rankings in all of Major League Baseball. But here's the lineup he threw out there today. Dickerson, Marte, Diaz, Freeze, Luplo, Bell, Harrison, Mercer, Tyon. Still no Meadows. Jordan Luplo. And you got David Freeze batting fourth. And I wouldn't typically care this much. But the reason I care is because Neil Huntington says at the beginning of the week, this is the week. This is the week that we can get optimistic about the rest of the season if we do well. And we now see that Jordan Luplo is going to be playing instead of Austin Meadows. Gregory Polanco's actually been hitting the ball okay of late. He's not in the lineup. You've got the biggest series of the year, as stated by the damn general manager, where you've got five games. You don't have five-game series. You don't have them. They have one against the first-place team in the division, and they start the whole damn thing off with freeze at third base, batting fourth, and Jordan Luplo giving him protection behind him. I mean, come on, Clint Hurdle. Come on. It's the most important series of the season. I wouldn't have cared about it, but then the general manager made me care about it. You see? You see the problem there? Now, maybe they're just trying to showcase what Luplo can do. Maybe they just want Freeze to be in the lineup because, oh, he can play every day if we need him to play every day. Look at this guy. We can trade him. But maybe it's just that he's going with the field so much lately that it's just Shooting the damn team in the foot. Man, I think this team could have three or four more wins if Clint Hurdle just played things a little bit more by the book and a little bit less with the gut. I'm trading Josh Harrison, too, if you can find a taker at $10 million. Maybe the Dodgers will take him. Maybe. 
They need middle infield help. They can foot that kind of bill. Imagine that, a team paying for a guy that can help put them over the top. Not that, again, Josh Harrison is God's gift to baseball, but if you get an upgrade, you're willing to pay the $10 million for the upgrade. Maybe you then pick up the option. Maybe you don't. They can afford it. The Pirates simply can't. But I'm moving Dickerson. I'm moving Marte. I'm moving Freeze. I'm moving Harrison. I'm moving Mercer. The only guys I'm sticking with or Jameson Tyon, because he still does have that number one potential upside. He can be an ace in Major League Baseball if you just look at his stuff. He had a 338 ERA three years ago. He's done it before. He's got the ceiling. And if you're a team like the Pirates, you can't go out there and sign an ace. You can't. Even if you had an owner that's willing to open up the pockets, you can maybe go out there and get an outfielder. You can maybe go out there and pay for a third baseman. Those contracts get ridiculous. Starting pitchers who are aces, those contracts are absurd. Pirates can't pay that. So you keep a guy like Tyone. You keep him around so that maybe he turns into that guy and you don't have to say, well, we can't pay one, so we're just kind of effed. You keep him around. And you keep Meadows because, well, cost-controlled for a while, and maybe he can be a star. The way he flourished at the beginning of his young Pirates career shows me that he at least doesn't think that the moment's too big for him. And really, I think the way he's been getting jagged around now by Clint Hurdle is a reason why his numbers fell off. They were playing the four-man outfield rotation. Now they're playing a five-man outfield rotation. Now Jordan Luplo all of a sudden gets interjected back into this damn thing. It just doesn't make any sense. If Austin Meadows isn't going to play almost every day, then you're stunting his development by having him up here and collect dust. You either got to play him every day up here or play him every day at AAA. I was all about him being up and playing a bunch when the Marte injury happened. I was all about that. Get him up here, have him playing a bunch. And I even said at the time, send him back down after that. If Polanco's going to come back, or Marte's going to come back, play well, Polanco's going to turn around, you send him back down so he can get his at-bats. Well, then the Pirates were in a position where it looked like they could actually contend for something, and I said, okay, keep him up here. As long as you think you can contend, you have the best players on the roster. But if you're at the point now where we know that they are, which is they'd have to go and play some ungodly great baseball the rest of the way to even contend, then if he's not going to play every day, you have to send him down or else you're just going to stunt his development. Boy, there's nothing to like about the Pirates. Nothing. Nothing to like about them at all. In the slightest. I'm sitting here thinking things through as I'm saying them. And there's nothing to like about this baseball franchise. You used to like the manager. I used to love the manager. Now he's putting Jordan Luplo out there. They're worth watching if they blow it up and they bring in guys that you think could be something someday. I'm okay with the rebuild. Houston did the rebuild. They stunk for a while, and their TV ratings dropped to 0.0, Blutarski levels. Like, for real. I'm okay with that. I'll respect that a hell of a lot more than what's going on now. I'll watch that baseball. I'll watch bad baseball that has the ability to, with some grooming and some molding, turn into good baseball. But I'm not going to watch this bad baseball like you are that doesn't have any hope of going anywhere.
Sixth in Major League Baseball. You people. My God. I, I know Steelers fans are loyal. I know Penguins fans are loyal. Pirates fans, you're loyal too. But I don't mean it as a compliment. It's an indictment. Steelers fans sticking there when the team stinks. You know that's going to happen. Penguins fans, they've built up enough cred right now. I think if they take some steps back, people are still going to be there. I think this is a great hockey town. Pirates fans, you're just dumb. Because you're doing exactly what I'm saying the other two fan bases do. But you're doing it with a team that does not care at all about you or the product on the field. Steelers do everything they can every year to win. They're going to pay Le'Veon Bell $26 million in guaranteed money over two years because they want to win. They paid Antonio Brown, and they're paying him $17 million a year because they want to win. The Penguins, they always try out to go and get the big fish because they want to win. The Pirates never, ever, ever do right by you, and yet you reward them anyway. Coming up next, I do think the Steelers are going to underachieve a little bit this year in terms of the regular season record. Doesn't mean they can't win the championship. Doesn't mean they're not a very good football team. I don't see 13-3 and three happening again. We'll talk to Mark Welly about that, and we'll see if he feels like Dale Lawley does, that there is a chance that this deal with Le'Veon Bell gets done. It's Crowley Show. Hold everything for less. The Pack Store Save event is going on now at the Home Depot, and the shelves are full of smart storage solutions. Like the Husky four-tier steel shelf unit. Right now, a special buy at just $159. It'll hold up to 2,000 pounds. That is a ton. So don't sweat the big stuff. Organize it. The Pack Store Save event is going on now, and it's only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Valid through August 22nd, U.S. only. So, uh, yeah, that's what happened. You got to be kidding me. No, not at all, man. Again? Yeah, again. You know, I thought he'd leave it alone eventually. Dude, you would think so, right? But he just keeps touching it. Every damn time. From the Wright Automotive Group Studios, this is ESPN Pittsburgh. WPGG AM and WPGB HD2 FM Pittsburgh.